Nats and O's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Yo, it's the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show on a Thursday night here on a Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. I'm Jared Stansberry. Uh, Gonna be joined here by Cyclone Fanatic staff writer Connor Ferguson here in just a moment. I want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. You'll hear from Chris Williams, Brent Bloom, and Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Mart here. During segment two, they'll make their picks for championship week in college football. Lots of big games coming up this weekend. Uh, but first here, we're going to talk some hoops uh, with Connor. Uh, Connor, how are you doing this evening? Fantastic, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, how are you? Have you recovered from your Drake Bulldogs taking their first L of the season? You know, I thought about it, and I get really ticked off because everyone says that you can't win uh, them all is the quote, I think. But you really, in reality, you can. It's just very hard. So this is the best Drake team I've ever seen. I would put them right up there with uh, Emmenecker and that bunch, but uh, they got to prove a lot of things. And uh, You you feel confident saying that? You feel confident saying that after, what, six games? Yeah, we're going back to the tournament. Are they going to they going to run the table in the valley now? Eight nineteen and one. Yep. Yeah, Tuck's coming. You know, Roman Penn went off for thirty two last night. I expect him to get that. You know, any normal night of uh, play with how good he's been. So once we get him to a hundred percent, he could average forty, and uh, then we're rolling. Once he's averaging forty, and Tucker's averaging twenty, and then everybody else can get you. You know, five ten. Just yeah, team will just can, average. We could have the rest of them. Yeah. Exactly. It's a foolproof plan right there. Connor's foolproof, <laughs> foolproof plan to, to winning the national championship with the Drake Bulldogs. Uh, Iowa State come up with a win last night, 63 to, uh, to 44 over North Dakota. Sleepy first half for the Cyclones. Had only a two-point lead at the half, uh, but were able to pull away during the second half of the game. Um, I mean, it just I thought it just seemed like a group that was tired. You know, and I, I think TJ said after the game, that's not an excuse because of the way that Iowa State wants to be able to play. But I mean, they looked like a team that had played three games in four days and then traveled halfway across the country and played another game two days later. Would you say that that's fair? Yeah, and the women looked exactly the same on uh, Tuesday. I turned to uh, one of the daily guys um, and told him, you know, in the first uh, quarter um, that that was going to be one of the ugliest ways to get a hundred point uh hundred points in a game for the women. So I, I think the travel was a big aspect of it. Yeah. And I think it'll be interesting now for the men uh, going into Sunday against St. John's uh, Ken Palm has them two point favorites in that game. And then obviously they play Iowa on the road in Iowa city next week. But uh, I think that this team has the tools to be, really good. It's just like every game seems like a process of figuring out exactly how you're going to attack teams. You know, last night, uh, it seemed like they made a really concerted effort to go inside to Oshun early in the game. He just didn't have it. You bring Robert Jones in. Like, I think that's the one good thing for this team is they've got enough pieces to kind of, you know, make some changes, but it just, I think every night there will be kind of a feeling out process of like, okay, how are we going to go at this team? If that makes sense. Yeah. And we kind of saw that last year, you know, if you remember, I mean, it, it was taken the better part of 75% of those games to figure out what they were going to uh, bring to the table, especially out of halftime in what ended up being a close first half. But last year's team wasn't as good at pulling away against these uh, lesser opponents. And I think we've noticed early on this season that the chemistry is there for this team. And if you look at it, you know, they're finding, those ways to win games and that's going to get tough in the big 12, especially when you're heavily scouted and, and more looked at and teams can uh, bring out those disadvantages a lot easier. But as for non-conference stuff, you know, I think this team has more chemistry. I think yesterday was a slip up of traveling and all that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm less concerned at this moment right now. I think next week we'll be telling with uh, an undefeated St. John's on Sunday and then uh, Iowa on Thursday. Yeah. And I don't know what, how much we're even going to be able to take away from this St. John's game, just because I don't know how good they are either. You know, I mean, you look at their, what's their best win? They beat Syracuse in overtime. Syracuse stinks. Uh, beat Temple by six. Temple beat Villanova, but they aren't anything special. They beat Nebraska by 20. 
Nebraska's probably going to stink again. Uh, so I don't know, like how valid is that six and oh, you know, or whatever they are now. Yeah. Well, eight. No. And you gave me, Man, they played you eight gave me games a already. Jesus. You gave me a chance to uh, tell my bulldogs. So I, you can call them, you can call Nebraska their best win. Go for it. Oh, geez. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far. The Huskers are in the top 100 <laughs> on Ken Palm. That's a plus at least. I feel like that's a got to be an improvement for Fred. Yeah. That's a banner hanging moment. If they can stay there the whole year. I'm looking at their, I'm going to look and see if that's the highest that they've been in Fred's era. Yeah. There were 140 last year, 109 the year before that 162 the year before that yeah, they haven't been top 100 since, uh, since uh, Tim miles was there. So yeah, that's rough. But uh, I, like I said, I just don't know what you can take away from that because I don't like St. John's in my mind is at best, probably a middle of the big East team. You know, it's like, how much can you hang your hat on being that team? But knowing when you've, what you've got coming up next week, if that makes sense, I feel like we might learn a little bit about Iowa state on Saturday, but I think we're going to learn a, mo- a lot more about them next Thursday or on Sunday, I yeah. guess with St. John's. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, do you go into St. John's expecting a win? I, I think you almost. I mean, I think anytime, with, anytime you're playing home. Yeah, anytime you're home, you have yeah. to assume you're going to win the game. Especially just following trends with TJ Otzelberger and what he's done in the non-conference and teams that you only play once a year. Um, and I'm, I'm acting like that scouting dis- discrepancy is really big. It's not as big as I'm leading on, I suppose, but for trend purposes, you know, his only loss came to a team that we think today is one of the best teams in the, in the country. entire country. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that UConn team is really good. I, I came away insanely impressed by what Danny Hurley is doing with, uh, with that program right now. But I did, I'm just, I'm nervous about this team because I feel like they've got they just can be on so many different extremes, you know, like Gabe Kalsher could give you 23 or he could give you three. Caleb girl could give you 23 or he could give you three, you know? And it's like, how do you get some of those guys to just play in the middle? If they're in the middle, then Iowa state has a chance to do some really special things. But if those guys are going to continue to be so up and down, then the year's going to be up and down. And it's just like, you got to figure out a way to, you got to figure out a way to find some level of consistency, I think in the backcourt from a scoring perspective. Yeah. And obviously if that was easy to do, it'd be done already. And I think, uh, I think once Trey King joins this team, we're going to have uh even different set of things that uh, we noticed Iowa state trying to figure out. And I know we were talking about that stretch of winter games um, that week, but that's going to be really big for getting him into the swing of things and having a player join your roster in the middle of the year. Yeah, and he's he's eligible. What that December twenty first game is that right? I thought it was the eighteenth. Okay, yeah. So he they might play two games before Big Twelve play starts with him. That'll be interesting. I mean, it's been a while since Iowa State's had to integrate somebody like that in the middle of the season. Who's the last guy? Deontay Burton, the last mid year transfer. Yeah, was it Deontay? Was Jamil? Did he mid year before that, or am I remembering just Deontay? Yeah, he would have been like the year before Deontay. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's crazy. It seems seems like it was yesterday that we were dealing with those kinds of things on a daily basis, but that's uh this is the world of college sports we live in. No, it'll be interesting to see how Trey King what he brings to the table. Cause I just like I said, they just need to find some level of consistency. Like every night you know you're gonna show up and you what you're gonna get from their defense, but I just I don't think they have any idea what they're gonna get from anybody offensively on any given night right now. Yeah, no. I mean, you, you have to rely on your defense to disrupt what the other team is doing at this point. And that, you know, I'm not comparing that to the football team because this is what the basketball team did last year, but that's the first aspect of every game should be how disruptive can the defense be? And that's going to set the tone for you real quick. Cause when you're getting stops, it's a lot easier to score. Am I wrong about that? Well, I mean, yeah, when you're getting stops and you can play against an unset defense and yeah, it's a lot, a lot easier to score in those scenarios. Uh, it, I'm looking at St. John's as Ken Palm right now, number two in the country in adjusted tempo. Man, this team's going to come in and try and fly up and down the floor. This could be interesting. This should be a fun game. Hmm. Yeah. I wasn't thinking it would, you kind of buzz killed it at the start. Well, I just, I, I feel like you'll learn more about Iowa state from when they play Iowa, just because I like St. John's is a, is probably just a team that's comparable to Iowa state in 
I mean, from an analytics perspective, looking at them and things like that, but they also don't have a top 20 defense, like what Iowa state does, you know, they're much more balanced, top 50 offense, top 40 defense. But like I said, two, number two in the country in tempo, that's where making baskets is going to be so important for Iowa state, like making them play against a set defense, not turning the ball over because they're going to really want to get out and run. And when you get in, it's a lot harder to run off of mix than it is off of misses, you know? So that's where it's like Iowa state has to be able to, to get something going offensively and find some sort of consistency offensively. Otherwise it could be a long night because this team can get out and run up, run up and down the floor. Yeah, you're definitely right. And you know, it, at that point, you're just looking for that Hilton atmosphere uh, to come back. I know it. What did you think of the atmosphere yesterday? I guess I haven't talked to I you mean, about they're, that. They're playing North Dakota. So like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to hold anybody like, Oh man, the atmosphere. Stinks. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, you know? I'm not trying to do that. Not trying to do that either. It just seemed like the, uh, everything, all the volume was pumped up. I'm wondering if they're going to keep doing that. Cause it didn't feel like it was, you know, I, I almost understand pumping up the volume for a bigger game rather than North Dakota. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm interested to see what the fan, like what the students will look like on Sunday. The students have not exactly shown out this year, I would say through however many home games they've played, what for, uh, it just seems like would be a good night for those folks to all be out there waiting in line. Like what else could you have to do on the first Sunday in December? Right. What was Connor Ferguson doing on the first Sunday in December when he was still in college? When I was still in college. Shoot. That's a good question. It's not safe for radio, Jared. Were you waiting in line to go to, would you have been waiting in line to go to Iowa state St. John's? You probably already would have been in line, wouldn't you? Yeah, I probably, I mean, we would have fired up some, uh, we called them uh, Hawkeye vodkas. You take <laughs> that bad, uh, tasting vodka and you put it and you make like a coffee drink out of it. So we made that and we grilled quesadillas and that was like our pregame meal and all that. So that's what you would have been doing for this game on. Yeah. Yeah. That's like one of the 15 foods I know how to make. So I would have cooked like 26 quesadillas and we would have been on our way stumbling down there. Just because it's easier to take a quesadilla than it is to carry a plate of nachos. Well, I mean, we eat before you're carrying your Hawkeye vodka down there. Normally double fisting. We had some uh, styrofoam cups that we'd carry down and that was, that was the way to get down there. I hope all the kids are listening so that they can get their ideas for for Sunday so that this can be a really if rowdy they, environment. If they pay me well enough and they can present IDs at the door, I'll, I'll cater one. We'll do one. <laughs> Cyclone fanatic watch require... party inside the arena with Connor Ferguson. Yes. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the women a little bit. Uh, they got their bounce back win on Tuesday after losing to North Carolina in the championship game of the Phil Knight invitational. It's, I mean, I thought missed shots for Iowa state in that game against North Carolina were kind of their undoing. It just seemed like they, they really ran out of gas, uh, in the second half. And, um, North Carolina's a good team too. Like you got to give them credit. What did that, what Deja Kelly end up with 29, I think in that game. Yeah. She couldn't miss. She might as well have had 70. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, I think that Iowa state is not so uh bad shooting night proof that they can just shoot like any percentage and still win, you know, but I mean, even then they played as poorly as they did in the second half and still almost won the game. Yeah. And you're, you're right about that. But uh, I think that is a big concern. I had like keys to the game written down for Iowa for this segment. If you wanted to talk that at all, yeah, yeah, we're coming into this one on, on back, back to back nights of making only nine threes, um, which doesn't, you know, seem as low if you shoot 20 or 25, but they were nine of 35 against CNC. They were nine of 32 uh, in their game on Tuesday night against, against uh, SIUE. And I think that's, you know, your number one concern going into Iowa city. We've seen, and granted freshman year, Ashley Jones, but we saw Ashley Jones shoot, I think two of 11 mm-hmm. in uh, Carver. So it's not a shooter's paradise or anything like that. It's still, basketball hoops but you have to make your shots and i think that's one of the biggest keys to the game for iowa state because i mean making your shots is kind of what hinges on the rest of the game plan so yeah and i mean for i mean it's for iowa it's like is what can everybody besides caitlin clark do you know yeah you have to limit 
yeah. you have to limit everyone else besides Clark and Sonano. Um, there's they're just gonna get theirs. Uh Emily Ryan's gonna lock down Caitlin Clark. Clark might still have twenty five, but Emily Ryan uh is very good. Make it, you gotta I'm make sure life hard on Denarski her. Will find her. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, I mean, I remember it, what she scored in that game last year when they played close to 30, think, but it took her as many yeah, shots as she there. scored points. Yeah. 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 And the, basically at the end of the day, the difference in the Cyhawk game usually comes from an unsung hero um, during that season. I remember Taiwo hitting that shot against Iowa state. Um, that might've been the last time they were in Iowa city. Um, but it's usually like an X factor type of performance from someone that someone random goes off and you didn't game plan for them. So I think the game plan for the rest of the team besides their top two is almost more important than how to game plan against Clark and Sonano. They've seen them before. They know how to play against them. Um, it's just getting the rest of the three players on the floor. What's the rest of the big 12 been looking like? Have you been paying attention? A little bit. I know um, Oklahoma had it it just seems like they have no defense. I think they lost the game 116 to 89. Might've been 125. Who are they playing? I told, uh, they playing Utah, who's another top 25 team, but um, it wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't great for the Sanders. Yeah. Um, Any, Baylor, anytime you Baylor, allow as many points as like an NBA team does, you're in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, it, it had to have been a high shot game. I didn't go too far into that box score because of how early you know, they're going to expose Oklahoma on the defensive end. That'll be a shootout high scoring type game. Baylor doesn't look as dominant as they have in past years. Um, and I would say the same with Texas, but they had some injuries early in the season and they're still, I don't think they're still hundred percent healthy yet. So Texas, they're both I think 17th and 18th in the AP poll. If I remember right, they're around there, uh, each of those schools, but I, I would assume Texas rises, uh, before conference player in the very early stages of conference play up the rankings a little bit. I think they Texas and Iowa state will be, they battling. weren't playing that well in the season last year, were they like until the, the tournament no, they really. have, yeah, yeah. They're usually, they're usually a team built like a uh, wrestling squad. That's going to peak in March. And that's kind of what you want all your teams to do. But, uh, you know, with this Iowa state team, you already know what you got and you're, you're just trying to make them better as the season goes along. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll talk to you some more in segment three. We'll talk a little bit about football. Some of these football games coming up this weekend uh, here on the Sullen Fanatic radio show. We're going to toss it off to Chris Williams and Brent Bloom and Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. When we come back on Born Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmey, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street and Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. 
Hey, y'all. Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Eclair, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones. All right, welcome back. Cyclone Fanatic Radio here the first day of December. Talking the uh, championship weekend football games that are coming up. Unfortunately, well, we're not playing. uh, But I guess that means you can sit back and, and enjoy and not have to work. It'll be a it'll be a great weekend full of games with my buddy Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive is with us. Who busy time of year for you, Tim, is the store buzzing right now, I would assume. Buzzing is the word, C dub. Uh we're having a lot of fun out here. Uh hope you had a great I mean real quick, how was the holiday? You have a good turkey day? Yeah, it was good. I mean I was out in Portland in your wife's native land. I saw that Yes. Yeah. It was an interesting town. You You know, like I, yeah. You know, when you go out to these things for work, you don't get to like sightsee, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of that, but I was blown away. I don't know if I've ever been to a city where one company has as much of an influence on everything like Nike does out there. It's crazy. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I'm not complaining about it. It's just, it's really, really different. It is world headquarters, my friend. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a couple of good friends that work for Nike out there, as, as many people that live in Portland do. But uh, but that's good. I'm, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, we, we had a good day here. We had our Black Friday event, and, uh, you know, it, we had a, an up day, which is good for us. I mean, to let people know the economy isn't completely horrible, as everybody's fearful of. So we had a good day. And good. right now we're getting into those fun events coming up where we have uh, – you know, this Saturday for the kids, uh, we've got the Grinch coming to town. Oh, wow. Uh, but oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, uh, don't. Good. So we got craft kits for the kids coming in. and uh, But, you know, watch your toys and your candy because the Grinch will take them. Don't Here's the problem. Um, I have a couple of yeah. little girls who are terrified of the Grinch, so I don't quite know what to do here. See, it's funny. They're a staple. The Grinch is a staple in my household. The kids have loved them since they could remember. Really? Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe, so you're saying there's like 30 versions of it now. So you're saying it's poor parenting that my kids are afraid of the Grinch. Is that the route you're going with this? Well, to be clear, I blame you, not Ashley, though. No, that's fair. That's, that's I just want to be clear. That's 100% fair. Yeah, then, the same thing. then we also have coming up on December 17th, we'll get a chance to talk before then, but we have, uh, this is really the one. You remember this from last year. It's the Santa Stravaganza. Yes. It is, uh, yes, the Coco, live music, decorating, kid, you know, free gift wrapping, kids crafts, and, and, and here's the deal, my friend, live reindeer. Yes. Live reindeer. I love yep, it. They're back. Love the right. Yeah. I'm going to that one. Uh, we love the live. Yeah, right so here. that's uh, December seventeenth and eighteenth, ten to four on the seventeenth, and eleven to four on the eighteenth. But we'll uh, I think we get what one more show together, don't we? 
Yeah, yeah, we get one more. I, I will for sure. We'll probably do our bull special. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. We do something like that. We'll do we'll, a, uh, we'll do I'll a talk to you and special. remind everybody about it before then. But yeah, a lot of great events coming out and see us. And again, we want to create family-friendly events for the kids to come out and have a good time in a safe environment. But keep in mind, this is an adult playground as well. Come get yourself that big, fat TV for yourself. Come get uh, your new flooring done. Get your appliances. I'll, get you taken care of. I'll come out as long as you promise that the reindeer won't take a big dump on me. Uh, I have sat next to the reindeer. And they were very kind. <laughs> very kind. <laughs> Those yes. parades, no, small town parades, you no know. dumps were taken. When yeah, everybody rides the horses at the end and they're just taking yep. craps all over the street. Yeah, it's awesome. Everywhere. It's Everywhere. Awesome. Yeah, I'm used to that, though. My parents have horses, so they kind of go where they want. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, all right. Yeah. So, well, speaking of taking a dump, uh, the Iowa State football season yep. is over. Uh, yeah. Your Hawkeyes had a tough end to this. They took a pretty big dump in Kinnick Stadium against Nebraska. And here we are, championship weekend. Neither of us can watch our favorite team, but that's okay. That means we can sit back that's and enjoy. That's okay. I'm excited about this. We got some good games on the slate. I, I do want to finish on a high note there, OCW. Okay. Uh, you, the last time, it's been a couple weeks since we got together, but you won the week. You went four and one. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yes. Thank you. It, it, you know, people said it couldn't happen. People said it couldn't be done. Finally. But C-Dub did pull off a win at four and one. Uh, uh, Bloom and I both went three and two that week. So, well, so uh, I didn't really close. I didn't really get anything then out of it, unfortunately. No, no. You're going to, you're going to have to catch them in the bowl game. So. Okay. We'll get Bloom's picks too. I'll get him offline on this, but we'll go through yours and mine right now, and we'll catch him and update everybody down the road. But let's get started here. We're starting off with the ACC championship game where number nine Clemson is going up against number 23 North Carolina. Clemson favored by seven and a half points. Uh, what do you got here, C-Dub? Uh, I, don't, I don't think either team is very good. They're both ending the season horribly. Uh, give me the points. I guess I'll, t- I'll take North yeah. Carolina. I just, I mean, th- I feel like them playing for an ACC championship means more than it probably does for Clemson. Who's probably more disappointed in this. So yeah, give me the, give me the Tar Heels. Yeah. I ride right with you. If this was under seven, I probably would have taken Clemson, but you know, they just came out this week and said, I guess we'll go ahead and leave our starting quarterback in. So confidence level is not high in Clemson. <laughs> Uh, and I think, uh, you know, UNC, again, I think they'll be excited to have this game happen. So you and I both riding with UNC here. Next game up is the largest spread of the championship games where number one Georgia is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite uh, against the LSU Tigers. Yeah, uh, how LSU is in this game is beyond me. Uh, I'm just going to – I'm going to take Georgia and and – I'm going to say they're going to clear 17 and a half just because that's how badly I want LSU to lose. It's strictly an emotional bet, but I will take Georgia here. What do you got? I'll go the other way, and, and it's pretty similar. I just think that, like, Brian Kelly has a way he can talk up his team to, hey, we're playing for an SEC championship, guys. Or Georgia, it's like they clearly have more to play for with the playoff. And, yeah, Kelly's a good coach despite his fault, many faults. He's a – yeah, I, I've I've I tweeted this a couple times that he comes across as a repulsive human, but he's a hell of a football coach. So um, that's well said. <laughs> I'll, that's how I, I mean, Georgia wins. Them have nothing to do with this coaching. Yeah, I just see him the way he acts. And I think he's just like a used car salesman to me. That, you know that's how I, I see him with his. You know what I think I'm going to do with my actual betting here is what I think got? I'm going to do a seven point teaser with North Carolina and. Uh, LSU to get that number up okay. to 24, and then that will get my um, North Carolina number up over two touchdowns. I really like those plays yeah. together. That would be a great idea. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, so the next one we're going to is out on the West Coast, uh, where number four USC is a two-and-a-half-point favorite mm. over number 11 Utah. And, and unless I'm mistaken, I believe Utah's USC's only loss this year. Uh, I'm pretty confident in that being correct. So slightly neutral field. It's in California, uh, but USC favored by two and a half here. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to take Utah. They, they just keep getting better. Um, USC. I, I think that Kyle Whittingham, I don't know if you saw the comments from him this week, but he's, 
It was pretty good. He walked into his press conference and he goes, "Oh, why are we even playing the game? You guys have already put USC in the playoff." And like it's it's pretty good stuff. Well done. Listen, I've watched yeah. these Lincoln Riley teams for a long time. You know what they're going to get offensively, but I think Utah's got the dudes to counteract it. And I don't know. This is a toss-up. I think the spread's just about perfect. I think it's a pick And I'm going to do what you're doing with LSU because I want to root against Lincoln Riley. So I will pick Lincoln Riley. Utah. There you go. Yeah. I wish I had two and a half for my emotional betting instead of 17 and a half, but let's go anyway. <laughs> I still feel good about that. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is uh, just, you know, the oddest one out there, but number two, Michigan, 16 and a half point favorites uh, in Indianapolis against the Purdue Boilermakers. A little bit of drama there recently. Uh, Aiden Colin O'Connell, uh, excuse me, the, the quarterback, his brother unexpectedly passes away. So he's playing with a heavy heart if he goes Saturday. Uh, just sad news out of, of, of West Bend, but a big underdog against Michigan. What do you think here? Can, but when they're potent, Purdue has an offense. I know and they throw the ball all over the place. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll go and go here and go back the other way. You know, my disgust for Jim Harbaugh, yeah. emotional root for Purdue and the family. I say they keep it within 16 and a half. What do you got? Yeah, I guess I will too. I, I don't know this one. I'm going to lean with you. I'll, I'll just stick with my trend that Purdue, they could win the big 10 in their mind. Yeah. yeah. And unlike Iowa last year, it's like this team actually has an offense, right? Like, so I, agree. I completely their, agree. Their defense yeah. sucks. So I could see Michigan running up and down the field on them, but no, I, I'll take Purdue. Purdue loses by 14. They cover. Yeah, it's funny. He's not even here, and yet I can still hear Bloom going, I'll just take the better team here. And I'll take <laughs> I'm sure that's who he'll take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll get his picks later. Now, to me, the final game for our championships uh, is the Big 12. I think this is by far the most interesting game. Me too. This uh, is the Pac-12. You know, I think those It's two. number three. Or Sorry. Yeah, the, as well. Yeah. Number three, TCU, a two-and-a-half-point favorite versus Kansas State. I'm curious your thoughts you're in on top of this. You know, the trend with USC, I think Georgia's probably fine. But, you know, these four games, they're all in the top four. Which one do you think is most susceptible to being outed if they lose between – I mean, make your pick between K-State and TCU, but between TCU, Michigan, USC, Georgia. Who's hurt the most by losing one of these games? I think it's USC because they, yeah. they, they've they already lost that game and they it would be two losses to the same – and they just don't have the, like, quality of wins – you know, on the on that on that schedule, I mean, TCU. I could see TCU getting screwed here. It, the whole thing is stupid, Tim. Think about this. I know. Like, oh, you're all the best team, so we're gonna we're gonna make you play another game to prove it. While these other teams can just sit back there and do nothing and not be hurt. Like, yeah. how dumb is yeah. that? So, like, it's almost better to come into this week fifth with a solid record. You're right. And hoping one of them stubs their toe. It's be Ohio State every year. Yeah, like I, and here's the deal. I was talking with Chris Hassel on our uh, Iowa Everywhere podcast today about this, yep. and it's yep. like, it, it, it it's just so, it's so dumb, because this isn't like some year where you're like, oh man, the Big Ten is just loaded, right? Like we don't right. nobody fe- two teams. Yeah, nobody really feels like the Big Ten should have two teams, but here they are, and they might because. I mean, I would yeah. probably say Ohio State should be in over Bama, right, who has two losses, and Ohio State has better wins than Bama, like, does on, on its resume. So I'm not arguing with that process. But, like, this isn't some monster year where you're like, oh, man, the Big Ten's just loaded, right? Like yeah. it, but, eh, So I think it would be USC to answer your question. I'm hopeful that as long as TCU doesn't get killed or anything like that, that they would still be in the playoff with a loss. I think they'd shown that they're deserving of that. I think they're going to win the game. I I think that um, I'm a big believer in Sonny Dykes and Max Duggan and that whole combination and all that stuff. I think that they have been looked at. People are just looking for reasons for them to lose. Reminds me a little bit of the Iowa year in 2015, if you remember that, where yeah. every week you're just like yeah. making up a reason why Iowa's going to lose, and then they don't. 
I hope that TCU has a better show. I think TCU's schedule is so much tougher, though. I mean, no, you're right. Played this year. I mean, absolutely. Just like you said with the Big Ten this year. I mean, there's Michigan, Ohio State, and you know, Penn State's out there, but it's like you know, at nine and three, I guess. But again, who did they really beat? I mean, it's a gun. It's funny to me the the disparagement of the Big Twelve sometimes, where you have like some national pundits are just, gosh, what a gauntlet they went through, and some guys are like, well, it's just that, and I'm like. From my opinion, watching it, I think they've they've had a battle every week against some really good teams. I, I, the Big Twelve's been very good, kind of ate itself up, but I thought it's been very good. Yeah. Oh man. So you I, got TCU I, there. I have TCU winning the game. I just think that they have okay. proven that they're the best team in this league. I understand why Kansas State is a sexy pick in this one, um, and I don't. If somebody would go with Kansas State, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame them in the slightest. But to me. Everybody's picked against TCU every week. I've stayed on their bandwagon, and it's made me look smart. So I'm going to do it one more time. I've been with TCU every week as well. I, you know, and a lot of it is I'm pulling for the hometown Iowa kid no out doubt. of Council Bluffs to do well. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I, I like I like TCU here as well. So it'll be fun, and uh, we'll throw these together. I'll shoot it over to Bloom and get his picks, and then okay. – uh, I'll make sure we all three know that. Hopefully, he goes opposite of me. I can catch him. You can't. Uh, but the oh wait, we're gonna up. Uh, we're gonna do a twenty-five game pick em for the bull. Yes, yes. Where I will just pick I the opposite we'll, of Bloom and see if I can catch him. We'll we'll feature the good ones during the show, and then we'll just light it up anyway and see who finishes. That that's the right way to do it. Beautiful, so beautiful. That'll be fun, my friend. Yeah, come out and see us though. Uh, this Saturday, the Grinch. Uh, come take a photo with him. Get a kid's craft kit. I mean, literally, like I said a couple shows ago, it Mr. looks like Grinch. a toy store threw up on us. Come see us, and then we got to sh- on the 17th and 18th oh, again. I'm going to uh, come the 17th. My my wife works that whole weekend, and I'm here with the girls. And yeah. I'm absolutely bringing them out. We're we're going to do it. Love it. Put them in. Love it. We'd love dresses. to have you out. We're going to just we're going to make it a day, make a day of it, and then start stop by Barntown Brewing on the way home. That sounds great. What what don't you have in your house that I can sucker you into buying when you come out? Sound bar. Sound bar. Oh, oh. Yeah. Got you. Got more than enough of those, my friend. Sound bar. And then the one thing also that I've, I'm, you learn about every like three weeks, you're like, you know, I could, I could use another Roku device or like, cause everybody, yep. Cause nobody has cable anymore. So now like you need inputs on all these things and you really like, you can't have enough of those things unless you want to move it oh, around goodness. all the same. And that's a pain. We just buy enough TVs. That's true. I just, I like having I the mean, little remote, like instead of the smart yeah. TV, I, the smart TV processing. So I bought one from you guys and it works perfect. And I don't need the device. Cause the only yeah. time I use it, but like with the kids and stuff like that, it's just easier to be like, Hey, just the, the device no, that you plug into it. So I completely agree. Yeah, there, but you can't have enough of them. Sometimes I got the Black Friday. I'm like, let's just buy another TV just in case I yeah. think it's somewhere else. To put. Well, you can't have enough. Yeah. Love you, buddy. Never Thank enough. you. Never enough. Appreciate right. you. Take care, my friend. Appreciate All the best. Everybody at Nebraska Furniture Mart uh, for sponsoring the program. We will not be back next week because we have Cyhawk basketball, Tim, just so you know. So it'll be the week after where we come on and do our bull pick. Absolutely. We All have. the best. That'll be fun. And it's a uh, Cyhawk wrestling this weekend. Major, uh, major duel this, this Sunday. This is, uh, this is my guy dresser's shot here to slay you know the dragon. Happen? I tell you what's going to happen. Cause this is what brands does. He's not going to wrestle 125 with Spencer. He's not going to wrestle Brody Teske at 133. And Iowa state's going to beat Iowa. And then he can and say he'll do it that way. Yeah. Correct. Jeez, oh, correct. Because uh, if he doesn't line him up, I don't think Iowa beats Iowa State. Dresser's but, uh, gonna be so pissed if it goes down like that. Beyond, it'll uh, be beyond, and rightfully so. But he's done it. He's done it to Kale before at Penn State. He's done it numerous times. But I mean, his theory is he's not gonna start him unless they're ready to go. But yeah, we'll see. So Cyhawk events coming up, lots of fun. Yeah, it's a massive week in the women's game too. It's just the uh, the craziness right. about how like much. Buzz is going to be around that game on Wednesday. Two top 10 teams. Like, I can't wait. It'll be a fun week. All right. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, We will be back in a couple of weeks here uh, with our picks with Nebraska Furniture Mart. I'm Chris Williams. Uh, We'll throw it back to Jared Stansberry after this here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.
The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones! Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NMS. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivbusiness.iastate.edu. Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmy, and I for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Welcome back into the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Jared Stansberry, Connor Ferguson going to take you to the top of the hour here. Uh, talking a little bit of Iowa State football. Thanks to Chris Williams, Tim Mullen, and uh, Brent Bloom for making their picks this week and for their contributions to this week's program. Thanks, of course, to our friends at Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive for being the presenting sponsors of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show all throughout the football season. Uh, uh, championship weekends 
some big games coming up this uh, on Saturday. First one, I guess, is on Friday. Uh, number four, USC going on or going to Las Vegas to take on Utah. Uh, do you think USC wins this game, gets in the college football playoff? How are you feeling about it? Man, I don't know. I think the Pac-12 has a reputation for itself for uh, screwing things up into getting into the playoff, both with uh, their schools and programs play against non-conference opponents and also the better programs in the league uh, blowing it late in the season. Um, so it would be peak Pac-12 for us. Um, they know that this game, you play it, you have a long time to rest before that uh, first playoff game gets there, and it would go a long way for Lincoln Riley um, to get into the playoffs. So I think – Lincoln Riley is that we've seen firsthand. I, I think USC ends up taking this one. Man, I don't. I just have. I don't know how good USC is. There, you know, USC getting into the college football play me. You know, it's like, do they really deserve to be here? We don't know, but they're here. So, what can we do about it? Yeah, you got to look at it on a positive side. That they have cooler uniforms than Ohio State. I mean, they just got Iowa State knockoff uniforms. Like, are they really that much cooler? Well, they're cooler than OSU and Alabama. Okay. Well, I guess that's fair. That's right. I'm rooting for uniforms. Are you going to be locked into the – now move on to Saturday. Are you going to be locked in the United States and the Netherlands, 9 a.m.? Yeah, as long as I'm up. I think I'll be up. I might be celebrating the Iowa State volleyball team's NCAA tournament victory, but uh, I should be up by 9 o'clock. Usually I'm up for game day at 8, so – they're playing Florida Gulf Coast, right? Is that on Friday? That is on Friday, and then if they win, they play Saturday. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, Saturday morning, Kansas State, TCU in the Big 12 title game. TCU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite down in Arlington. I think TCU might win this game by 20, to be honest. I just yeah. I don't think I don't think Kansas State's like that right now. Yeah, and they're they're really rolling. That team looks so, so good against Iowa State's defense, and you can question their efforts if you really want to. You can question everything that was going on behind the scenes at Iowa State and the fact that it didn't, you know, you can't get that sixth win to be bowl eligible. You have far less of a hope to get to a bowl game going into that game than you thought you would if you beat Texas Tech or you had another win anywhere else in the season. Question all that if you must. Uh, Iowa State's defense has been so, so good this year. I did not see them giving up 60 points to TCU um, or any team uh, basically in the country for that matter, aside from two or three. Um, but TCU really proved something to me in that game. Um, and I did want to, I wanted to ask you this, Jared, because I'm very bullish on this take. If TCU loses this game, do you think the committee will put them in the playoff? Not do you think they deserve to get in? I think we both think they deserve to get in when or loss in this game. Mm-hmm. Do you think the committee will put them in with a loss? Yeah, probably. Okay, I, I don't know, know if I feel I'm, super. I don't know if I feel. Yeah, I don't feel super confident in it. I think they want any opportunity they can to to let Ohio State in. You know. Yeah. Like that's the only. Yeah, I think, that's uh, got to be the only other team that could get in, right? You would hope. Um, the fact that they put Tennessee behind Alabama in the rankings at all, like their rankings week to week, don't make any sense to what they. Um, preach that they go off of. It's almost yeah. like it doesn't matter till the last one. I think every week they pick a new. To... Every week they pick a new metric to rank off of. That's what they should just start yeah. doing. This this week we're going to rank uniforms. I, now I would be behind that fully. Yeah. We it's like the first uniform. week of the the first week of the rankings. Tulane's number one. You know. <laughs> It, it feels like that, though, because, I mean, out of all the stuff that they say they rank off of, and you see Tennessee behind them, behind uh, Alabama in that spot, the first one's head-to-head. The you know strength of schedule, strength of wins. They, they say they don't view what they did in their losses. They don't mention anything of any players on your roster that are injured. You know, what, what actually goes into – how you set these rankings. And if they don't mean anything this week, if you're just going to switch teams around that don't play, then why even put out rankings? Cause it doesn't make sense to switch two teams around that aren't on the field this Saturday. I couldn't agree. And more. I think they've done that in the past. If I'm, if I'm not wrong, I think they have done that in the past. Well, yeah, there was the year that TCU beat Iowa state by a zillion and then got bumped out of the playoffs. Yeah. And that because, was, that was because they, they lost that in like week two. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's that's part of where my TCU take comes from. I don't think these guys are necessarily like college football savviants of, you know, looking at who's a good team and who's got a good resume. Did which, you just say savviants? Savviants? Yeah. How do you, yeah. What's that word? Savant. Savant. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's close enough. I think I was there. Savvy. No, it's like completely different. That's two completely different things. You might be right. All right. Number 14. Let me, let LSU. Me roll. Let me roll. You got to come uh, back. Just let you cook. Sorry. Sorry. Just do it. What do you got to <laughs> say? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, You're I, clearly not a vocabulary I, I, savant. No, I'm not. I'm more of a college football resume expert. Unlike the corporate shills they have picking teams in that committee that they go off brand. I, I'm just, they go off brand. It's annoying. All everyone's gripes with the committee or with the playoff are with squarely with the committee. And we need to get that together. You need to make a push for them to change that. You don't need to make a push for them to change the way they pick the playoff. I love how you say they pick off of brands. And like, if you were on the college football playoff, you'd pick off of the opposite of brands, which is fine, but at least I'm looking at resumes. Right. Like you'd be looking at the resumes and say, I think Liberty is a playoff team. If you're undefeated in 12 games, Jared, you should be in the playoff. You win all the games on your schedule. Nothing has told me that you won't find a way to win every game after. Does LSU challenge Georgia in the SEC title game? What's that? Does LSU challenge Georgia? Yeah. No, not after what happened against Texas A&M. I think that lopsided their, uh, not lopsided, but I think that dislodged the momentum they had. Um, And if Texas A&M can find a weakness to LSU, uh, they're going to find a bigger weakness and they're going to exploit it just as much. Uh, I'd say that they'll probably exploit it even more. Uh, uh, I'm sure you have an opinion on UCF and Tulane in the, in the American athletic conference championship game. Tulane's a four point favorite in that one. Who do you, who do you got? You know, Chris is a green wave. I'm sure he picked them to win this game. Um, Hey, they're facing the 2017 college football national champions, my national champions. I, I got a ride with UCF. I don't think they're the better team, but I think they have much more heart. It's just a historic program. I mean, exactly. The, the game is basically over when you get off the bus, when you know, one team's got a national championship and one doesn't, even if the one national championship is like a made up one. Well, okay. It's not made up. It's listed in the official uh, NCAA record books. Um, just so you know, uh, number two, the stadium's called, yeah, it's, it's right under there. I think there's a, there's one of those star things by it. And it's like a claim, they say like claimed or something. I don't, I don't know what the actual verbiage of it is, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that it won't count until it, it won't count until they put something up in the stadium that declares them the national champions. They probably already I, I have. Something. They'd have something in there already. Yeah, I was gonna say they probably already do. Gosh, what a bunch of freaking weirdos! All right, uh, Michigan's gonna kill Purdue. I'll tell you that right now. And then uh, I don't know if Clemson's gonna beat North Carolina. I, I, every time I've watched Clemson, I come away even more unimpressed by them every week. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of Clemson fans that I've seen on Twitter, on TikTok. I'm on a Facebook group, but it, it's usually just SEC fans talking crap to each other. Um, but a lot of people are like calling for Ugalele to transfer, or get benched, or something like that. And you know that is it. Connor Canopic is that the backup's name? Yeah, something like that. From from what I watched of like the two Clemson games I watched this year, I think he played in one of them, and I think he went three straight drives with touchdowns, if I remember right. It might have been Syracuse. So you're saying he's Trevor Lawrence but, 2.0, basically? I, well, Trevor Lawrence's stock has fallen down the drain with the Jags as well. I guess he won this weekend. But, yeah, I, I think Canopic could end up being what Trevor Lawrence was for them. I don't know if he's going to be as dominant. I don't know if he's going to be perfect like that. But yeah. I, I would say that's their better quarterback for sure. Hmm. Well, we'll see. All right, Connor. We'll so talk to you if again. If he uh, plays, oh, no, you're go good. Ahead. I was going to say, no, if, go he, if yeah. he plays, pick. If he plays, pick Clemson. If he doesn't, then sadly, I hate picking UNC. Yes, UNC is the worst, especially for football. Just boring. All right, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time this evening. We'll talk to you guys again next week, same time, same place here on the Morning Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO.